0: Hello, welcome to Mr. Cack and me. So this week, I kind of am thinking that I'm just going to go ahead and do a solo recording. Um, While I do love all the opportunities I have to talk to people uh, and do some of the, the previous episodes we've done, I know I've only done one other solo episode before this, and I don't even really remember what I talked about in my solo episode before this. But, so today I was kind of thinking... You know, recently something had happened in my uh, with my family. Uh, we had someone, we had a loved one pass away, and and while I don't want this episode to be to be uh, an entirely solemn affair, I do feel like it's pretty healthy for for me, uh, for just everyone, right? Like everyone deserves a moment to just debrief, and I feel like this is something that is always a challenge for me. Uh, so by this point, I'm in my mid-thirties. I've had plenty of opportunities to experience the loss of a loved one. Uh, so this isn't so much a a jarring. Oh no, I I have to completely wrap my mind around this sort of thing. It's not like that. But I imagine that for some of you out there, that uh, the the connection to loss or the connection to to losing a loved one could vary, right? Some of some of us have experienced a lot of tragedy or a lot of pain. Uh, Some of us, you know, you're still either young enough or things have just been going in a way uh, that you haven't really had to cross that bridge yet. I don't think there's a... I mean, there's clearly not a right or wrong answer to to how you go through life. It's just uh, the way things are. But I I do want to take a moment to just kind of sit down and and talk about not only kind of my thoughts with everything, um, but also to just... I don't know provide an outlet it really does seem like right now this year and by this year I mean the weird hellscape that has been 2020 that then morphed into 2021 Uh, it seems like this these past two years have been a combined decade of our lives like it just seems like it's never ending because some of this if not most of this past almost 700 days have been consumed with quarantining so losing track of what reality and days feel like Uh, so you get to a point where it just feels like we've been going through this for a while now and depending on kind of how things have went for you uh you've either got through this whole experience pretty unscathed or i mean it's just been much more apparent and much more mounting uh some of the unfortunateness of of what's going on in in people's lives. So, I'm not here for a pity parade, I'm not here for a pity party, I'm not here for any of that. I just I've always kind of been someone that both loves talking but hates talking about myself, my feelings, uh very much the stereotypical uh dude bro uh raised in the in the 90s where the, you know the norms were still don't play with dolls little boy, which you know, I mean, I guess all toys can be dolls. That said, Going back, backtracking, I've always had a hard time processing, I feel like, just because I've always been so guarded or I haven't ever felt comfortable just being outwardly open about it. Uh, being married, however, does change that, or I guess being in a relationship or at least a healthy functioning relationship does change that whole approach to to how you're going to be guarded or how you're going to uh, attempt to silently process things. I mean, you just really can't uh, when you're in in some form of relationship that closely with another person, you have to have the ability to talk and to express yourself. So for me, I have I've been trying to do better at being more open and honest with kind of where I'm at with everything. So our recent passing for our family was my wife's last remaining grandmother. Uh a lovely woman that I I have always known and have always referred to as Mama Faye. Uh I've always appreciated um, just the kindness that she showed uh, to me from the onset of me even appearing like I was, you know, sneaking into their family. Uh, She and her husband... Uh, Papa Faye have always been so kind so generous so loving towards me Uh, Never once did I interact with them did I feel out of place Uh, In fact and and I'll talk about it a little bit later uh, Some of my early interactions with them were not what I was expecting uh, With how I don't know how just uh, seemingly the relationship was going to be a good one Between me and these and this set of grandparents Um, But that was for my wife and I know you know just watching her over these last couple weeks trying to process this i mean it's definitely something that's devastating she is a human being and and we've had stephanie on i've had stephanie on this sh- uh podcast before so you've got to heard from or you've got to heard you've got to hear from stephanie uh so you potentially if you if you've listened to those episodes you have a general sense of how she is i mean she's She's pretty happy. She's a very happy person. Uh, And one thing that I think people don't realize is someone that is that genuinely happy is always in a state where their emotions are at a pretty strong high. So when they experience a low, they can experience it very, very deeply. So, I mean, uh, finding out the news of her grandmother passing, I mean, just it, it, it crushed her. I mean, just to be honest, it really did. Uh, and from an outsider perspective, it was, well, I mean, I guess not outsider. I'm, I'm part of the family. Um, but just as an outsider to Stephanie's perspective, you know, it just, it was painful to watch. It, it's so hard to watch someone go through the understanding or go through the process of trying to understand that this person that has made such a huge impact in my life, this person that has been such a a huge portion of my life someone that I've always known to have existed, someone that was there before I came into this world and was waiting on me and then loved me all the way up until this point is gone. It's just no, it's just no longer there. Uh, and that's a, that's a, it's a tough thing to, I mean, it's a tough thing to, to process. That's a tough thing to deal with. Um, while Stephanie was more outwardly devastated, uh, I, I think it, you know, I'm not here. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a. I'm far from anyone that has any kind of studied knowledge of mental health. But I, I truly think that when I watch her process these type of things and how deeply she takes all of these emotions and then just lets them run, you know, run out of her, like the sobbing, the pain, the heartache, the the just dealing with it all. I do truly feel like, from from my vantage point, watching her go through that so openly, so honestly, it allowed her to process this. I mean, you never fully get over this, right? You never fully, you never potentially fully reach a place where it's just like, yeah, it's it's it's. I feel good about all of this because it's it's really hard to say that. But I think watching her go through this big wave of emotion so suddenly, so quickly, it, it feels like. It's opening a dam and letting everything just come out. And I think that doing it that way, again, just from me watching her, I, I haven't really talked to her about uh, <laughs> this approach. It just seemed like it allowed her to get everything out that she needed to get out. And I don't see myself that way. I I see myself as I will let some things come out sometimes, but mostly I want to just process things by myself alone or i don't want to process them at all uh which is i believe if someone is clinical out there that could could let me know <laughs> in some comments or or via an email or maybe send me uh something over social media probably not the most uh correct manner in handling uh dealing with emotions but i don't know it just it feels i don't know i've i've i mean i've clearly been brought to tears before uh, pretty much every passing of every grandparent I've experienced uh, in the moment in the moment So it, it does take a while for the pain to onset and I'm not sure why I'm I'm not sure why I mean it it It's one of those things right and if you're if you're anywhere in the same boat it almost you almost feel guilty at times Like why am I not sad right now? Why am I not showing the same sadness that other people are in the moment at the funeral and stuff like that at services uh, talking about it you know with family members that are also showing emotions it I can I can easily go into those emotions without a second thought but it's when it's just told to me so like I get the phone call or I get the text message uh, or or whatever it it doesn't really set in it just kind of goes numb I just kind of take the information process it I'll want to be alone for as much or as as often as I can be in those moments, but like it's just one of those things where it's so weird to me how I process it. And while I feel like maybe it's not the most healthy way to do it, it just is is what I am. And at this point in time, you know, of of course, there's still plenty of time for me to learn new healthy coping mechanisms. But it's just one of those things where I don't know. I do th- I do know I do know that I'm in for a very rude awakening. Uh, eventually there's going to be a passing that that will hit me so so terribly hard that you know I will have to to figure out how I'm truly processing it but you know I'm so uncomfortable about death and it's it's very simple you know I feel like some people spend times like expounding upon or trying to pontificate the the appropriate ways of why humanity is so terrified of death. The reality is this. I don't like to think about death because I don't like to think about my own death. Um, <laughs> because when I do think about my own death uh, in those small moments, usually when I'm in the shower, usually I'm taking a shower when suddenly the onset of thoughts of like, what happens to me when I die? What what happens or what will happen to those that I leave behind? What if I leave too early? What if I miss this? Is there any way that when I pass, I can still see the progression of this person or these people? Um, and it's thoughts like that that really, really put me in a weird spot. Uh, so I try not to just think about it. And and we can have a conversation about faith and how that is going to, to help people process some of the questions I have I don't really want to make that about this now Uh, I I think I want to kind of potentially save that for another conversation so save that for a time when I can talk to someone this right now is just the (laughs) the debriefing uh, the unpacking process of stream of consciousness from uh, Mr. Keck Uh, so if you're if you're if you're here uh, then you've picked up by now that this this episode's focus uh, is all over the place. It's literally just me uh, sitting on, you know, laying on the couch, laying on the, the figurative couch uh, at the counselor's office. And, and you, my audience, anyone that's choosing to listen to this, uh, are going to be uh, the person that takes the notes. Uh, and if you want to go ahead and analyze me, please feel free. Again, reach out social media uh, while this is while this is a more uh, potentially emotionally infused Mr. Cack and Me episode. It's still a podcast episode, so still shilling, shillin the show. So, uh, yeah, if you want to if you want to reach out and give me what you feel like is wrong with any way i'm approaching anything or if you have any insights to help motivate uh please feel free please feel free but you know honestly for me with the with the passing of mama Fay, the hardest thing for me is is just is watching my wife process it and i know her family is is in such or was in such a deep pain i mean i'm still i'm sure they still are um uh, but it's been it's been some time now allowing at least the the more overwhelming bubbled up emotions that happen in the instance of something of this being being known uh has had time to settle so while i'm sure no one in that family is truly over anything and nor should they be uh it seems like the family itself has reached a point where where emotions have at least leveled back off uh and and we just kind of wait for the moment that we can uh, have the service and, and celebrate the life that was lived uh, by Mama Faye. Now, if I could go back, I, I said that I felt like when I first met Mama and Papa Faye uh, that I felt like this relationship between myself and these and this set of grandparents of the girl that I was uh, dating would, would be a good one. So uh, Mama and Papa Faye were very much open and honest about their love of professional wrestling. Uh, and for me, that seemed like such a, so I love professional wrestling. I don't know if I've ever actually said that anywhere for the Mr. Cack and me thing, but on my other podcasts that I do, cause this is all just a fun hobby and, and just a chance for me to talk and have my own free therapy Uh, via via internet recordings Uh, I'm very open and honest about my love for professional wrestling I mean a year ago or two years ago we did a professional wrestling uh, bracket to determine with our with our uh, social media followers of who the the favorite wrestler was and Shawn Michaels won that by the way, which I think was a little bit contested, but Shawn Michaels, go Shawn Michaels, heartbreak kid. Um, but I love professional wrestling. I understand it's fake. So, I mean, no need to say that. Uh, and while I would argue it's not necessarily fake, uh, it's scripted. It's television. It's a soap opera. Like if you want to use that terminology, great. Fake doesn't feel like the right word because while yes, the fights themselves, like the the dictation and the results are all planned out like the actual doing of the 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 different moves, so the jumping off the top rope, the the slamming into people, while, yes, they are not having an actual fight. They are doing actual movements and and kind of going through uh, this very athletic dance that can end poorly. like I mean, there's people that clearly uh, get injured. So fake doesn't feel like the right word for it. Anyways, um, I've always been embarrassed to, to talk openly before the podcast, so before doing the stuff in 2019. I always felt very self-conscious about letting people know that I still watch wrestling. Because to me, wrestling and watching and enjoying and being embraced in wrestling really felt like a niche to childlike behavior because when i was younger you know that was the height of stone cold steve austin the rock the undertaker mankind uh, wcw with the nwo was super popular during my young life so it just felt like everyone grew out of wrestling after the nine after the 90s ended and we we transitioned to high school and i never fully stopped Watching wrestling, uh, and, and never fully stopped being invested. There was a there was a time there where I did give up on it because I, I had other things going on, you know, getting ready for college, uh, being a youngster in high school, enjoying my senior year, stuff like that. But then once once uh once I got a, back to uh, needing to preoccupy some time, I started tuning back in Mondays to watch Monday Night Raw. Or Friday Night SmackDown or Thursday Night SmackDown. Whenever SmackDown was coming on. Uh, But coming over, and this was one of the first times I met uh, Mama and Papa Faye. They were watching SmackDown. Uh, So professional wrestling by the WWE. Formerly of the WWF, if you haven't uh, been a wrestling fan since the 90s. uh, They got the F out. It was part of their slogan. And they made it WWE so they wouldn't receive continuous lawsuits from the world wildlife federation or foundation um so they were watching that and they did not seem ashamed at all in fact they were like D- you know do you watch wrestling <laughs> and there was a moment there where i paused i'm like do i admit do i admit to these people that i'm you know maybe in their life longer that i watch wrestling uh and what does that say about me but they were they were into it they were into it and they were talking about some of the storylines that were going on uh and confused as to why a certain wrestler was acting a certain way so i was like well you know I, I do like wrestling. I do follow wrestling. Uh, so there's actually I I started going through some of the dirt sheet stuff. So I I pay attention to like the rumor mill or like the the online journalism that reports why certain storylines are happening or you know like wrestling con- like wrestlers' contracts are in dispute and that's why they're being portrayed or treated in a certain way on TV. Uh, and I would actually have. In that moment, I had that conversation with them about professional wrestling. And then it seemed like from after that point, anytime I would come over uh, with Stephanie to visit them, uh, typically I would, I would, or the conversation would be brought up about professional wrestling. Uh, they would be like, I can't believe so-and-so's acting this way. And I'm like, yeah, you know, they're actually trying to transition him to a heel. And, you know, it just, it, it was such a weird A weird connection but it definitely made me feel so much more comfortable it's like you know what these two grandparents just sitting back enjoying life don't give a rat's ass what anyone thinks about their love or interest in watching professional wrestling so uh why am i at the at the i mean at that point at like the age of uh 20 something at the age of late 20 something why do i care what, who am I trying to impress? I've already got their granddaughter. Everything's good. Let's just embrace that I love wrestling. So, uh, ever since ever since my growing connection with Mama and Papa Fe, I've been much more um, open about my own uh, passions and still watching and continuing to to be invested in professional wrestling. Because you know what, I, I did want to be like them. Just too chill. People sitting in recliners watching TV that they love, and you know what? If they didn't love it, they weren't gonna watch it. Uh, and I can appreciate that. And you know what? Uh, that is how they. That's how they viewed. I mean, that's how they viewed everything, right? Uh, if they loved something, they were very open and honest about it. There was never any moment talking uh, to Mama Faye that I felt like she was just giving me BS uh, to make me feel welcome. She either honestly loved me and told me uh, the the truth, or or she didn't. She just didn't have that conversation with me, uh, and that was that was just one thing that I always noticed about her and Papa Faye. Is they two of the two of the most kind hearted, gentle people, but but they were honest. They would give you a very honest and and if you deserved it, loving truth, loving truth. Um so they were, I mean, they're great. Uh, Mama Faye, I I wish I could have gotten to know you more. I wish I could have uh, been there more for you. Um but I know the one person in at least my my clumping of family, uh Stephanie, uh was there with you for as much and as often as she can so I don't know if there's any way that words can reach people after they've expired Um, but Mama Faye if they can I know you have you have reached an outpouring to show you just the impact you've made on people's lives and the fact that you have been so or that you were so kind and so open and so generous to me as being an outsider to your family and just Willing to embrace me without a second thought, just because I was able to to show you and Papa Faye how much how much I loved and appreciate, or how much I loved how much I love and appreciate uh, your granddaughter um, Stephanie. So it, it's gonna be a weird world now that you're no longer in it, but I do believe, or I want to believe, I hope to believe that good people like you, Mama Faye, get to go someplace. Uh, where they continue to be able to watch, love, and support those of us still down here, uh, drudging away in reality. Um, and more so, I hope that you're able to watch your granddaughter do all these amazing things as she, as she's in the prime of everything and she's still, um, kind of feeling her way around. But really hope that you have a chance to see, uh, our two children, Carter and Charlotte, as they continue to grow, um, it's always going to be tough because they were so young when when you've passed it's always going to be hard for them to think back but we know and we've we've been, been able to document some touching memories some fond memories some good memories our kids had with you and and that means the world to us and and we know it meant the world to you uh and we hope that that you continue to to hold on to those memories and that you continue to watch over us so yeah Again, I don't really want to get into the conversation of, of faith or anything like that. But I, I wanna I wanna hold a belief. I wanna hold a belief that that if there's still something good left in the world when you pass that you're able to to still watch over that. And I, I feel like I always feel like, you know, that that there is that. And you know someone that's lost all of his grandfathers by this point, I understand where Stephanie's coming from. Um pretty much down to our our last few grandparents and it's really tough to realize but I mean it's also the reality right Uh, the older I get the older everyone else gets so uh, it's very dualistic in nature seeing uh, my children get older but also realizing that that people were so profound in my life uh, don't get to see the same growth as them because uh as as my children get older and and come into their own uh there'll be less people from my childhood around to see that uh, and that's that's tough i mean i have grandfathers and grandmothers that have passed that haven't had a chance to to see my two kids so it it really is it really is amazing it really is awesome that mama Faye was able to to be with carter and charlotte to experience carter and charlotte and for them to experience her love uh, while she was here i mean that is that is amazing so i'm sorry that this episode was a little bit um different uh let's say different a little bit unique in comparison i will be back next week with a a much more traditional sounding episode um but i just felt like I've had a couple weeks to let this sit within me, and I just wanted, I just wanted to say some stuff uh, about this moment just to get it off my chest. Um, and, and if Stephanie listens to this, Stephanie, you are a beautiful, strong, amazing person. Your grandmother was also a beautiful, strong, amazing person. Your family is tremendous. You are full of some very strong people and I can understand where they got it from after getting to know mama Fay uh because again that woman was very lovely she'd also light a fire under your butt if she felt like you were in the wrong uh and I always always had a tremendous amount of respect for her uh and always always loved every interaction I had with her I hope everyone that experiences some kind of loss Especially during this current time frame of life that we're in, where it seems like everything's just a little bit more stressful um, because we're constantly reminded of the pandemic and everything that you're able to to process the loss of everything in any healthy way that you can. but the one thing I can stress out there for people is understand that when someone like this passes, someone that had a tremendous positive impact in your life passes that you should one feel completely justified in processing the pain like don't don't ever feel like the pain should be something that you push aside but also know this if this person passes that had such a tremendous and positive impact on your life embrace that as well there's so many good memories and and i feel like oftentimes people we just it's easier to fixate on the hurt than it is the the happiness the, 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 to to focus on all the joy that someone brought to us and and I understand that it's a double-edged sword. Uh, remembering the joy, remembering the beauty, remembering all the happiness that was brought uh, in your life by this person that's no longer there. The reminder that is both positive because you think back to these good moments, but negative because you realize well that person won't be here for any future. It, it's very tricky. It's very delicate. Um, but I am of the firm camp that I do want to celebrate the lives lived and the lives touched by those that have passed because um that is the to me that is the truest, most honest way to remember someone is that uh you you for better changed me, you for better touched my life in a positive way, uh you for a better um you for better have, you know, reached out and and uplifted a member of my family. So um, I'm going to try to to keep that frame when it comes. I know that eventually there'll be a passing in my family that will break me. You know, it will, it will. And I'm, you know, thinking of my parents, sorry, mom and dad, you know, I'm not wishing anything on either of you. I'm just saying that when the time comes, uh, that is definitely going to be something that I I know I'm going to have a very hard time dealing with um so right now I just want to to go ahead and start mentally prepping that. You know, if you if you lose someone and and they were and they were a big impact in your life, remember why they were a big impact in your life. You don't have to let go of the pain in this moment, especially when it's so soon. You don't have to feel good about them no longer being here, but please take the time to truly recognize the impact that they gave you. And I hope that everyone finds the peace of mind that they're looking for. Uh, I I don't want to say this to, to dilute the word, but I do love everyone, right? Uh, everyone that's ever supported me, whether I know you personally or not, um, I do I do want to express a sense of gratitude out there. And if you're listening to this and this has brought anything to you that you wish to share with me, or if you want to discuss someone that you would like me to celebrate on your behalf, like I don't mind taking time. Uh, ...in a future episode to sit down and read positive and uplifting stories of people that have touched your life for the better. I mean, so if you want to DM me uh, your story, please feel free to do so. And I I will take a full episode in the coming weeks to just go through and, and process some of these loving stories. But... Uh, If this has made you entirely uncomfortable, thank you so much for at least sitting through all of this, uh, and I hope you have a good rest of the week. We'll be back next week. I don't know why I keep saying we. I'll be back next week with another episode of Mr. Cack and Me, uh, and we will be potentially back into a more normal-esque setting for the episode, so probably talking to Reno about fart jokes or something. All right. Thank you so much for joining Mr. Cack and me this week. Um, I hope, I hope all of you the best out there. Please stay safe. Please stay um, cautious. I don't, I don't, sorry. I don't, I don't know how to, to frame that out there, but you know, if nothing else, uh, if you have a loved one out there that you haven't seen in a while that you um, really want to express the love for, please make sure that you reach out to them sooner rather than later because you never know when things are going to happen. So um be good out there everyone uh again love you and i'll see you next week or you'll listen to me next week you know whatever (laughs) bye